0: On your Tuesday episode of Locked On Blue Jays, the playoffs begin today. Toronto is in Minnesota. Kevin Gosman, Pablo Lopez will break down the key matchups to watch. We'll do our series predictions and talk all about the Toronto Blue Jays' decision to start Kevin Gosman and Jose Barrios in games one and two. It's all coming up on today's show. Thanks for hanging.
1: You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast
0: Hey, what's going on and welcome to another episode of locked on Blue Jays part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, October the 3rd and it's the postseason. Can you smell the smells Mike of the postseason? What are the smells of the postseason? I guess it's just the same as the regular season, but uh, <laughs> more intense. We it's great. We love it. Uh, I'm of course you Sean more Woodley
1: popcorn, more hot dogs perhaps. I don't know.
0: Yeah, more stress eating for sure. Yeah. Why not more hot dogs? Uh, the voice you hear there is Mike DeStefano, the host of Locked On Leafs and of course a very afflicted Toronto Blue Jays fan here with me Sean Woodley host of Locked On Raptors as we continue our little pop-up version of Locked On Blue Jays through the end of the postseason and we hope It's not going to be a short stint for us on the podcast. In theory, our run on the show could be over as soon as tomorrow. We don't want that though. We want to go and cover a fun baseball team going on a deep playoff run. It begins today in Minnesota and we're going to tee it all up for you on the show. The key matchups to watch the Kevin Gosman, Pablo Lopez matchup on the mound, the histories for the batters on each of these lineups against these pitchers. And then we have some best bets at the end of the show. And of course, predictions Um, before that, Just a reminder, you can find the show for free wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Make us your first listen each and every day. And we'll be coming at you, obviously, throughout the rest of the postseason. The timing and schedule of when the episodes will be will kind of vary based on the day. Um, But we'll be here lots over the course of however long this postseason run decides to go. Uh, Mike... Let's begin, shall we, with uh, a little talk about the decision that came down yesterday. Lots of roster talk yesterday. As we record right now, we're still waiting for the official release of the Blue Jays postseason roster. If it comes through while we record, we will dissect it. Uh, But, like, you know, we we know the cold, the broad strokes of what it's going to be. There was talk yesterday about there being 14 position players to 12 pitchers for this three-game series. I don't hate that idea, honestly, considering, um, you know, the versatility versatility you'd like to have in terms of pinch-hitting options, etc etc um, but the big thing yesterday kevin gosman of course gets game one we knew this game two goes to jose Barrios, the former minnesota twin who will have a chance in theory to push the minnesota twins winless streak in the playoffs to 20 games if in fact the blue jays can win game one uh you know that's fun that's a fun little subplot the former twin uh what was your takeaway from the announcement that it'll be gosman then Barrios then presumably chris bassett for a game three if necessary i
1: was Slightly surprised, thinking that maybe it would be Chris Bassett, just based on you know how well he's been able to, to pitch for this team, especially down the stretch. But honestly, Barrios has been you know quite dominant uh, this year too, and I I just wonder how much it has to do with the fact that they're going to Minnesota, right? Mm. Playing the Twins, the team that traded for him uh, or traded him away to Toronto. You know, how much did that play a factor into this? Like an emotional kind of factor in, into all of it. I mean, the guy's a great pitcher, though. Like, let's, let's you know, be honest. He really bounced back so strong for the Jays this year. Um, the way that it lines up, I mean, he's been after Gosman, um, you know, for a while now. So it, it makes some sense. They keep going in the rotation that the order uh, is set in currently. Uh, did it surprise you? Like, were you surprised to see that? Like, very surprised or...
0: Maybe like a little. I don't. I don't think it's that shocking. This is the beauty of having a really deep rotation with lots of very viable options for a game two. Right? Is I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I think you know. I feel probably better about Bassett of late. But well,
1: did they did they have to name a game two starter? Like, couldn't they have waited to see what happened today and then make the decision? Oh, yeah. Like, right, tomorrow. You know what? Because if it's do or die, like, do you really want to go in a situation where we don't see Bassett at all? You
0: know what? I think we played this game last year with the playoffs a little bit too cute, right? Where it's like, oh, you get Manoa in Game 1, Gosman will be there for Game 2, and they obviously win again with the Manoa start, like you're going to close it all out in Game 2. Like For me, it's just, don't plan for Game 2 or Game 3. Plan for the game in front of you. And I think, you know, obviously Gosman was the no-brainer choice in Game 1. I think Game 2, like Barrios, sits. Like these guys are basically the same, right? In terms of their overall impact this season. Brios a 365 ERA. Bassett is a 360. A little bit of a difference in the FIP. Uh Brios a better FIP than uh, than Chris Bassett just by a hair three ninety-nine for Burrios to four twenty-eight for Bassett. Like they're they're basically just really good number two starters, both of them. Um, The reason I think it's maybe a little surprising is because I do feel like the pitching staff and the pitching coaches and just the team in general value the sort of oscillations and style between pitcher. And so maybe you think Bassett was more of the sort of natural, you know, change of pace after Gosman. But I don't really have a problem with it either way. I, I think also like if you do get to a game three. You feel all right with Chris Bassett being there as the guy to kind of close it out, right? And I think, um, you know, there, there's there's really not a wrong answer here. I think it would have been too cute. Another was the talk yesterday about Yusei Kikuchi. There's plenty of talk about how the uh, Twins are just not very good against left-handed pitching. Just a 726 OPS this season against lefties. Um, just not very good. But... You know, I, I think it would have been too cute to have your fourth best starter go out there to yeah. start number two. So I don't think there was a wrong answer if they were good. As long as it's not Kikuchi, I think that they've made the right call, frankly.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone ever expected Kikuchi to make a start here. Now, he mm-hmm. will definitely be a part of this bullpen. Like, you yeah. know, we, as we talked about at the top of the show, for whatever reason, the Jays don't have their roster. It was supposed to be submitted at 10 a.m., I believe, the, uh, the final 26-man roster. Um, we expect Kikuchi to be on there. He's not going to be starting any games, but he definitely is going to be a a big piece of what this team could do because he's pretty well the only guy, like, I. I don't have much faith in Trevor Richards. Uh, I know we've talked nope. a lot about that so far <laughs> on the few days that we've done this podcast. Um, Shy Dabiti, so,
0: by the way, predicting that Trevor Richards will be on the playoff roster. Well, he uh, with probably will be.
1: Yeah. He, he probably will be. We, we spoke on that just because he there seems to be some trust for whatever reason from John Schneider, but that's a whole can of worms that hopefully we don't have to get into and that doesn't become <laughs> a, a storyline over the next day or two. But Kikuchi he's the only guy who you do trust to go in and get you multiple innings, right? Like, mm-hmm. and this is what happens in baseball. Cause there's a short leash on these guys. And specifically, I think probably with the Barrios start, like tonight, Gosman, he'll probably go in and get you five, six innings, and then you can turn it over to, to your, you know, more dominant bullpen. But Barrios has been, and this is why it is interesting to go there. A, you know, some Minnesota twins players and they, they might know what's going on there. Right. With, with Barrios. Mm-hmm. Um, He wasn't there that long ago, three years ago. He was a member of that staff. Um, But more importantly, I I think that if things do start to unravel for him uh, tomorrow, there is a contingency plan to quickly go to the pen and get Kikuchi going, right? hard throwing lefty. Um, That would be, you know, I think a smart plan, a smart backup plan to have if one of these starters – do kind of go awry early on, that's where Kikuchi's going to factor into this series. Not as a starter, but as a long inning relief guy.
0: Yeah, I think Kikuchi has tremendous value in this series. And it doesn't just have to be game two with Barrios. It's at any time, if the Jays starter gets tagged, and look, we'll talk about Kevin yes. Gosman yeah. and his history against the Twins coming up in the next segment, but if any of the starters get tagged, it's such a luxury to be able to bring Yusei Kikuchi into the game to try to at least like tide over the team, right? Like you don't want this happening, but it happens. Alec Manoa got dinged up last year in his start, and you know those games can get away from you really quickly, right? If you yeah. have a guy like Kikuchi who can come in, give you some length, and you know throw a lefty in against a lineup that you would figure is going to be stacked with lefties against the righty starter who's who's beginning the game, you know maybe you can actually kind of keep yourself in it, and you 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 want to sort of maximize any opportunity to win a game. Yeah, maybe you're down four nothing in the first inning because kevin gosman gets lit up if we're talking worst case situations here but if you can bring kikuchi in and he can survive for three four five innings for you and really kind of make use of that bad lefty split for minnesota then i think you actually give yourself a chance to do some magic and come back in a game as opposed to it getting out of hand and it being you know seven eight nothing before you really kind of get things back on the tracks. so uh, i think you say kikuchi is incredibly valuable in this series, uh, Again, we'll keep an eye on whether the roster is going to drop. It's, At this point, you know, we, we know yeah. that the big, broad strokes, it's going to come down to the really good players doing really good things and the sort of the, the way in which they assemble the back end of the roster is, you know, obviously not unimportant. It's going to matter to have Cam Eden out there as a pinch running option, as we talked about yesterday. That's going to be big. But um, as far as the particulars of the exact 26, uh, I feel like, you know, for any series, if it's going to matter a little bit less, it's probably a three-gamer, right? And so... Yeah. Um, we'll see. But that's kind of the the takeaway, I think, on the pitching setup for me. Totally it's... fine with Gosman Burrios and that Kikuchi as a, a long man. I, I'm pretty, pretty bullish on his value in this series if he ever comes into need.
1: And it's so insane to to be saying that, like, imagine all of those words just came out of your mouth. Like you word <laughs> valuable and uh, and and confident in Kikuchi a year ago. Like yeah, think crazy. back to where where Jays fans were at with this guy a season ago, everyone clamoring for him to be DFA'd, and you know they said no, he's got good stuff, we got faith in him, and 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 no one quite knew why there was faith in Kikuchi, and he turned out to uh, to turned in a pretty solid season with the beard, and I, I just think back to where we were a year ago with this guy, and it's hilarious just hearing the way that he's being talked about right now as a valuable member. Of this postseason roster. It's it's incredible the turnaround that he's really had this year.
0: We love the Yusei Kikuchi sans, or whatever the hell strained pun we want to use for the emergence of Yusei Kikuchi as a very valuable Kikuchi.
1: pitcher. Kikuchi ain't
0: papoopy I'll tell you that good god all right we're going to break uh come back out to the side we will get into the matchup kevin gosman pablo lopez and the uh hitters who will line up to face the two aces for the twins and the blue jays how do they line up what's the history who's got a track record of success against either gosman or lopez from these lineups we'll do that all in just one second but first Gotta tell you about our friends over at Bird Dogs, who make the most comfortable shorts you're ever gonna buy. Frankly, you gotta get yourself some Bird Dogs. I have some Bird Dogs. I've given some of the pairs I've gotten to my dad, and they are his favorite shorts in the whole world. I have their hiking pants. They're also extremely comfortable, and they've revolutionized the game. Underwear, yeah, it's nice, whatever, it has its utility, but what if the underwear was just part of the pants? that's the deal with bird dogs they have a comfort lining built in so you don't have to have extra layers of stuff on you can just wear those and you are good to go for the day and they have all sorts of uses they have anti-sweat wicking fabrics so you can use them when you're at the gym playing golf you can also take them out to the bar you can take them out on a date whatever it might be your bird dogs are fit for the occasion Go at, to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and enter with the promo code locked on MLB to check out for a free bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's the birddogs.com slash locked MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You don't want to take your Bird Dogs off. I sure don't. You won't either. We promise you. All right. Let's continue on here. Your first listen of the day. Thanks so much for tuning in as we get you set up for Blue Jays Twins. Game one, 438 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Minnesota at Target Field. Can you feel the excitement, Mike? I'm thrilled. I'm really excited. I love playoff baseball. It makes me feel alive. Um... Kevin Gosman, Pablo Lopez, uh, two of the leaders in strikeouts in the major leagues this season, two of the best pitchers in the major leagues this season. The aces, I mean, I guess you could say Sonny Gray is an ace uh, even more so than Pablo Lopez just on this year's numbers for the Twins. But either way, these two guys have been among the very best on two of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball this season. Uh, Kevin Gosman, Pablo Lopez, let's maybe start from the Gosman side of things. This has been a struggle point for him. The Minnesota Twins have not treated him very well over the course of his career. I believe I was reading Keegan Matheson, our buddy at MLB.com, a 635 career ERA for Kevin Gosman against the Twins this season in two starts, a 630 ERA uh not what you want like you know he had nine walks in just uh 10 total innings not very gosman like he you know only struck out 12 guys in those 10 in- 10 innings also not very gosman like you typically see him rack him up at a higher clip than that especially against the twins team that led the major leagues in strikeout rate at 26.6 uh this feels like a matchup that gosman should do pretty well in But, of course, it's just not gone that way so far this year. I don't know how much stock you put into a career of not pitching very well against the Twins. Obviously, different players, different iterations. Gosman's been around the way for a long time. But how are you feeling? Does this give you concern that Kevin Gosman has had some struggles? Or is it all bygones, be bygones, and Kevin Gosman is just the clear dude to throw in Game 1, and you expect he's probably going to do Kevin Gosman things?
1: Well, I think two things can be true. I think he was very clearly going to be the game one starter for this team. He is the workhorse. He's earned that right to be this team's ace. And they lined it up perfectly so that he had not, you know, an off day. So he didn't have to pitch on that Sunday. So he's ready to go for this game. So I think that is true, but you can't look at those numbers and feel 1000% confident in Rossman against the twins. Um, But you know, it's the postseason, man, weird things happen all the time. He can go out there and spin an absolute gem. The thing with him, and I was listening to, like, the guys do their media day yesterday. Everyone is, you know, on board with Gosman. And they say, you know, he's such a a calm, cool, collected guy. Like, he's someone who truly has been able to, you know, after a bad start, just kind of flush it. Just like Jalen Hurts always says. You take a deuce, you flush it, you move on. And I feel like Kevin Gosman's been able to do that all season long. Even the one, you know, the game against uh, the, the Twins. Like, this was back in May and June, his two starts against the Twins. So it's been a while, um, and he's been pitching, you know, great as of late. But you look at that last game that he did play, four and two-third innings, gave up six runs and, uh, you know, four walks, seven hits in that game. You know, that clearly is not a Gosman-esque start. That's not what we've come to um, expect from Kevin Gosman. So, you know, you'd hope that you get a uh, a little bit better pitching out of him, I think, for me, the, the the thing is more so going to be, can he get some run support, right? right? Like, he's been a guy who's gotten just no run support at all this season. If, if the Blue Jays – when the Blue Jays get three or more runs in a Gov, Kevin Gossman start, he's 10-2 this year. Yeah. Three or more runs. That's the magic number the Blue Jays got to get to offensively. If they can get him three runs of support, they'll be fine. He'll be perfectly okay. So for me, I, I do feel confident that Kevin Gosman will go in there and kind of get it done, um, and then it, it's up to the offense at that point.
0: Yeah, like we've talked about, the bar to clear for this offense is not especially high, right? Like they have been just so good pitching and defense-wise that really that three-run marker is kind of the, the spot you got to hit, and you're going to be in a pretty good shot with a pretty good winning formula if you're this Jays team, James and T.O., a great Twitter account if you do not follow James and T.O. If you're a Blue Jays fan and you don't, I don't really know what you're doing. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not following James and T.O., something's backwards. But either way, he shared uh, a bit of a baseball reference uh, filtering on teams and their records when they allow three or fewer runs this season. The Jays, 74-12, and 12, the best team in baseball uh, in terms of total wins. 86 games, led the majors in total games in this situation as well. Uh, 74 Four and twelve in games in which they allow three or fewer runs. Like th- th- this is a team that if you keep the the, the the runs low, you're probably going to win. You just got to get a little tiny bit of offensive contribution. Um, just quickly on the Gosman and the matchup against the Twins. Some of the guys who kind of in their careers have given them some trouble. Max Kepler's the big one, uh, of course, probably the best overall hitter on this Twins team. Three hits and eleven at bats, uh, a homer, a couple RBIs, a walk, two strikeouts, an eight seventy nine ops for max kepler donovan solano as well kevin gosman's former former teammate with the giants 828 ops and nine at bats as well although after that not a ton of success for guys who have faced gosman in this twins lineup a few guys have not faced him but carlos correa three for 14 with a 639 ops not very good christian vasquez 26 abs five hits a 584 i mean that's Christian Vasquez level stuff against everybody but still you know if you're worried about him being like the boogeyman in this series not gonna happen Um, we don't know the status of Byron Buxton it seems like he's maybe trying to get himself back in he's only one for 10 with a 200 OPS against Kevin Gosman so while the track record against the twins has not been awesome the track record against specific players on this twins team non-max Kepler and Donovan Solano division is pretty good. And I would not imagine Solano is going to get even the start in this game as Alex Kirilov has kind of been their platoon guy from the left side uh, against righties uh, so far this season at first base. So we'll see. Um, Pablo Lopez, Mike. Go through the numbers here. You know, he is not exactly fared very well against the Blue Jays either. This season, the one appearance the Jays take uh, take on the, the Twins on May 27th, just goes five and two-thirds, five hits, four earned runs, three walks, six Ks. Uh, not the best performance from Pablo Lopez. And then the last time they faced him before that was way back in 2021 when he was with the Marlins. And in that game, four innings pitched, five hits, a couple earned, uh, nine strikeouts, but the Jays ended up getting to him and the Jays won that game. Um, you know, where are you at with Pablo Lopez? Does he scare you? I feel like Sonny Gray maybe has a little bit more of a fear factor for me. Um, just the, the way he's pitched this season. And it, it feels like Lopez is a guy the Jays might be able to figure out. We'll get to some of the individual stats against him in a sec, but where are you at with your level of confidence in the, uh, you know, the, the Lopez figuring Lopez out from the Jays side of things.
1: Yeah. Like I think they'll have a, a chance to figure them out. Like I've, I mean, I've had a lot of confidence in this. Uh, in this lineup all season, they've let me down a lot, so who knows what we're going to see <laughs> out of the Blue Jays lineup. But, you know, you, you mentioned the, the the one start that he did have against Toronto this year, gave up four runs in five and two-thirds, allowed a couple of homers uh, to both Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio, and that was at Target Field. So that was mm-hmm. that was at home, and I was looking at his, his home road splits, and I was kind of surprised to see that his home ERA is so, like, high. It's kind of higher than you would expect. Yeah. Uh, 421 ERA at home, and he, he, the thing with him too is his his splits against the lefties is a little high. With lefties get definitely getting the better of him, hitting 271. So you know we're going to see a lot of balance in the lineup tonight. So you know you're going to see you know Brandon Belt, Kevin Biggio, definitely going to be in there. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier probably going to get in there as well, just for the fact that they're going to want to try and balance out that lineup and try and get to Lopez and and utilize you know, what are his strengths and then also identify the weaknesses and pitching the left-handed batters, certainly a weakness. So I think that they, they should be able to, uh, I'm hoping that they can because like we said, they, they, they got to muster up at least three runs. Um, if they can get a couple off of Lopez, much like they did in the game they played earlier this season, I think they'll be in good shape to allow Gosman to, to do his thing and then allow that lights up bullpen to come in and Hey, history repeats itself. Uh, Hopefully they can come out and have themselves a successful outing against this guy again.
0: Yeah, and I would imagine the lineup today will be pretty stacked with lefties. Uh, Kevin Biggio has a home run in two at-bats against uh, Pablo Lopez. Bo Bichette also has a home run and a triple and five at-bats against him. Kevin Kiermeyer has a home run against him, and he's 3 of 8 with an 1194 OPS against Pablo Lopez in their career. Obviously, you know, coming to the AL recently, there's not a ton of track record here for most of these guys. Brandon Belt has the most ABs of any Blue Jay against uh, Pablo Lopez. He's 3 of 12. He also has a home run. He's got an 891 OPS that's encouraging. I'm guessing we'll see Dalton Varsho in this lineup today. You know, Biggio, Kiermaier, uh, Belt, and Varsho, I would assume, are all going to be in there for that lefty angle uh, against... Pablo Lopez, you know, Whit Merrifield is a 900 OPS in five appearances. I can't imagine we're going to see Whit today considering his struggles of late. But, um, yeah, you know, some encouraging results in very, very tiny samples. But four home runs among the current Toronto Blue Jays in a pretty limited sample size against Pablo Lopez. You got to like that as an indicator going into this one. I want to ask you a couple quick questions on the other side. We're going to get a quick best bet from each of us via FanDuel and our friends over there. We are going to make our predictions for the series. And also, Mike, I want to get you just sort of like an emotional answer from you. Which Twins player has you the most frightful? This is the playoffs. Random dudes. It's kind of like, you know, which random dudes going to make us feel sad today is kind of the ordeal with the playoffs. We'll get into that question and more coming up in just a second. But first, we mentioned that we got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel and right now is the best time to snap into action with the NFL season ongoing with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 200 bucks in bonus bets win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place or time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over/unders, and more. You got to go check them out over at FanDuel. And right now, it's not just NFL. Obviously, the Major League Baseball playoffs start today. You want to get some player props going, pick some winners in these series. All of those lines are available for you over there on FanDuel. You can use your bonus money from your bets on the NFL over at on those lines and bets as well. So go to FanDuel.com and visit the the site and get get rolling to kick off the NFL season and, of course, the MLB Playoffs FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, we continue on here, rounding out the show with our last look at Game 1 between the Blue Jays and Twins. We'll get to our best bets and our predictions in a second here, but i got to ask you, which Twins player has you the most scared going into this series? Which Twins player are we going to rue the appearance of? I think for me, like going back to last year, Cal Raleigh is still stuck in my brain forever from that (laughs) stupid Mariners series. Uh, There was lots of things that went wrong in that series, but Cal Raleigh is uh, certainly top of mind. Who comes to mind for you as a Mariners player who scares the bejesus out of you going into the playoffs, where one player doing something out of out of the normal can ruin your entire season?
1: Well, I don't know if it's out of the normal, but like, I guess Max Kepler would be an answer sure. there. Like with the bat, right? He has a chance to um, play spoiler for the Blue Jays faithful. So I'm going to go with Max Kepler as my answer
0: that's a good one i'm going with uh god there's lots of guys there's a canadian Edouard julien are we terrified of like the the reverse karma of that i'm actually most scared of ryan jeffers the catcher who's been awesome in the second half of this season in particular 2.7 war second on the on the twins in just 96 games played this season he's been really really good a 138 wrc plus uh again Cal Raleigh-esque in terms of just, like, catcher who can mash, and I'm a little scared of Ryan Jeffers in this one. Obviously, Christian Vasquez is the more defensive catcher of the two. Maybe they want to go defense over Jeffers. We'll see. Uh, I would imagine Jeffers has been so good at the plate, though, that they can't really sit him down. Uh, He's the guy I'm a little terrified of, and uh, I think it's healthy to have a little bit of fear going into a playoff series. You don't want to go in feeling good. That's not the place to be. you got to have at least, like, some expectation for the worst-case scenario in order to temper all your feelings um let's get to wanna, some best bets wanna, shall we
1: well, you want a quick stat about your boy edward julian yes please so i was just reading here in the last month of the season um julian yeah so aaron judge led the majors with 26 walks julian uh-huh. second most walks in the final month of the season 25 walks up with a 381 on base and a 130 ops plus so yeah he's probably somebody to to also keep an eye on dude Dude gets on base, right? So yeah. Certainly someone who uh who could be worrisome for, for And the boys. we've seen
0: the trouble that Gosman's had with the twins with walks and yeah. you wonder like have they figured out to just not swing at the splitter? <laughs> right? Like it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. It's an impossible it was, pitch to lay off of, it actually, seems, but
1: yeah. was it the twins that they were that there was the concern that he was tipping pitches? Was that against I the think twins?
0: That that does ring a bell, yeah. So yeah. you would hope that that's been Cleared up, and they maybe don't have that sort of inside track on his on his sort of process going into yeah. this. But yeah, there's certainly walks, a, a concern out three, there,
1: no doubt. These are nine walks and two starts this year against the Twins. Not Gosman like, but you know, yeah. hopefully uh that's eradicated. I that was back in <laughs> May, 18, right? That was, that was, that's a long time ago. That was pre pre ages ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, let's go to some best bets brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. We each have one bet that we have is just like, uh, yeah, maybe if you like, look, I'm not very good at sports betting. I don't do it often. This is a you, uh, creation because you love this stuff and that's perfectly fine. I'm just bad at it. So I don't really do it often. So take whatever I say is my best bet with a grain of salt. I will turn the floor to you. However, Mike, what is your best bet available over on our friends over at FanDuel and their gloriously easy to use website, uh, you got as your, as your best bet.
1: So usually when I when I'm giving away best bets, I, I make sure that my best bet pays plus money. I don't like okay. to make it easy and, and go with uh, you know something that's like minus one eighty that's likely sure. to hit, but also you got to pay a little juice and you're not going to make a whole lot of money. I'm a sure. risk taker, I suppose. What we could say, um, <laughs> calculated risk. <laughs> calculated risk, of course. They they always are, but calculated nonetheless. So I like uh, – one of my favorite bets to place over on FanDuel is the two-plus total bases bet, mm. especially for this team who's got you know some pop, uh, both, both sides of the plate realistically have got some pop here. Um, I believe that Brandon Belt is somebody who can come in and get himself uh, either a couple of singles or collect himself a couple of bases somehow, whether it's a home run, a double, whatever it may be. But at plus 145 for Brandon Bell to collect two or more bases in the game tonight is a bet that I like. He has an OPS over 1,000 in the last month. Uh, Lopez, uh, well, we, we know that he's seen Pablo Lopez more than anyone else in this Blue Jays lineup. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, the more that a pitcher or the more that a batter sees a pitcher, the more that information they pick up on a guy, could that be helpful for him um, going into this series? Probably. You look at his career OPS in 12 at-bats against Lopez, Nate 91. So he's also, you know, hitting for power against mm-hmm. this guy regardless. And with Lopez not being, you know, as solid against lefties, I think there's a chance for Brandon Belt, who's been one of the the more fearful Blue Jays hitters over the course of the last month, um, for him to get two-plus bases here in the playoff game, I think there's is, is a possibility and to get that at plus money, at plus 150. It's a play I like.
0: Well, uh, maybe we should just recall, rename this segment Best Belts, because I also had a Brandon Belt bet as my best bet. Look at that! Uh, and it makes me feel better, because you know what you're talking about, and I barely do. Uh, so I am going a little further up in the juice here, Mike. I'm going Brandon Belt to hit a home run. At plus four thirty, that's my best bet. Uh, you get you get some good plus money there. And look, three home runs since he got back from the IL this past week. He seems to be in a great spot right now. The back spasm seem to be behind him. Fingers crossed that can come back anytime for a thirty-five year old man. Uh, but I uh, I'm feeling good about Brandon Belt. And, and you know, I wonder will he bat second? We'll probably know this by the time you're listening to this. But um, does he get back in that two hole where they had him in the last week of the season? Either way, I like Brandon Belt. He has the home run against Pablo Lopez in the past, as we talked about. we mentioned the, the good track record of success over 12 ABs. I will go Brandon Belt with a home run at plus 430 is my best bet. And uh, don't take my advice at all if you're a person who likes your money. Uh, let's go now to uh, our predictions for the series. We'll do a prediction for the result in a number of games and then a series MVP. Mike, what you got?
1: I think the Blue Jays actually get it done. It's not just, you know, me being a fanboy here. I think they have a strong chance to win this series. Uh, I think that the pitching, they are pretty even with pitching. I think if this Blue Jays lineup is coming around in the way we saw in the final week of the season, I think they're a better hitting team. Uh, If they can just keep the ball in the ballpark, that's been the only thing that really has kept Minnesota uh, you know, that offense scoring runs is when they go yard. Um, mm-hmm. So if they can keep the ball in the ballpark, I think that they got a good chance to come away with the victory. I'll say, it, it, you know, it's it's a series. It'll, it'll go three games. Um, But I think the, the, the Jays will win this one in three games. Series MVP, Bo Bichette. Let's All give it right. Because, I mean, it's Bo. It's Bo knows baseball. Bo's been amazing. He's been great on defense at short i think he makes a couple of big plays too that'll have you talking that'll be replayed on sports center and espn and uh i think boba will get it going with the bat as well so we'll give bo series mvp
0: i like it a lot i am going to also predict the blue jays to win this series and i'm struggling with two or three games three games is like the logical on the fence cop out not a homer pick right it's like oh it's going to be close it'll be tight And that's probably where it will end up. And, like, I feel good about the Jays throwing Chris Bassett against whatever, you know, Bailey Ober in Game 3. I I feel good about that. But I also kind of believe in the power of Minnesota really sucking at playing in the playoffs in all sports. And it's been 18 straight games lost in the playoffs for Minnesota. You think, like, Toronto Blue Jays fans have, like, bad emotional baggage from the postseason? Like, Twins got you beat. Don't worry. Uh, And I feel like you lose Game 1... It's going to be some really bad juju. And I think the Blue Jays will win game one. I like the matchup of Gosman against this Twins lineup more than I like it for Minnesota with Lopez going against this Jays lineup. And so... I'm going to say they win it in two. I, I think just like the power of being a Minnesota sports team. And like I spoke last night, our friend Seth Topal, who hosts the Locked On Wild podcast on the NHL channel at Locked On. Um, he's a big Twins fan. And I was talking to him last night and he was just like, no, the Twins are losing both of these games. And so when like the fans in Minnesota are so despondent before it even yeah. begins, I have to go with that. I'm going Jays in two. And then, you know, we'll reassess and, you know, up against the Astros in the next round things get a lot more dicey. But and this isn't to say that I think the Twins are a pushover team. I think they're very good. I think they're kind of being slept on. They were really good offensively down the stretch. OPS of like 825 in September. Um, just like hitting way better than the Blue Jays are right now. But I believe in the power of pitching and defense, baby. And so I'm going Jays in two. And uh, I surely won't be left feeling very disappointed when it does not go that way at all. Uh, Mike? Oh, my series MVP. I'm going. I'm going to stay on the belt train. I think Brandon Belt's going to have a huge series. I think, uh, you know, just like being a lefty against a couple big righty starters. uh, He's been red hot. I'm going Brandon Belt. He's been their best hitter all season long. 850 OPS leads the team among regulars. That is uh, no nothing to, to sneeze at. I'm going Brandon Belt as my series MVP. With that we will leave it there mike uh godspeed my friend enjoy game one everybody out there enjoy game one should be a blast uh we will come back if the very least if not later tonight we will come back you early tomorrow morning with a recap of game one and look ahead to game number two jose barrios and sunny gray Uh, but with that, thank you so much for tuning in. Please follow the show, subscribe, rate, review wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube so you never miss an episode. Follow Mike at Mickey underscore Canuck on Twitter. I'm at Woodley Sean. We will talk to you again after game one. Have a good one, everybody, and enjoy.